Welcome to Canny Cross Conversations with me, Michelle. And me, Louise, talking all things dogs, running and canny sports. This episode is sponsored by the Get Stronger Run a Faster 5K course. It's great for canny crossers and runners to improve their 5K time and keep up with their dogs. In today's episode, we chat to Ellie. Um, Ellie's from Germany and she's been hiking in the UK. She's done the Southwest Coast Path. And we've, we caught up with her. Um, she's currently doing 1,600 miles from the north of the UK right down to Lizard Point in the south with her six-year-old rescue dog, um, Otto. Um, it was lovely Yeah, it was lovely to chat to her about just the practicalities of a long-distance hike, really, wasn't it? Because you're, of course, Louise, you're doing the southwest coast path which is only 630 miles and, you know, sounds nothing compared to what she's doing. <laughs> but, um, but really, really interesting because she's camping. I'm not. Um, and it's just really interesting, the whole thing. And what I loved about it, and we talked a bit about it after we finished recording, she says it is so dog friendly here, which is why she keeps coming back. But she was saying in Germany, where she comes from, a dog is seen as a burden. Oh, isn't that and sad? What a isn't sad, that sad? And it's just like, it was just so nice to, to, to one, the UK does something well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we certainly love our dogs. Don't yeah. we? And I think we are more dog friendly in cafes and, um, you know, uh, shops and hotels because she's obviously staying, she has, she stays in hotels occasionally so it's a really it's fun it's you know it's nothing to do with canny cross in a lot of ways but it's something that you could go out and do with your dog this summer yeah Uh, we we just thought while while it's hot you know we might not be running as much as usual so you know try try a hike yeah while it's hot in some places anyway (laughs) (laughs) sorry right anyway so go and listen to this one let us know how you um what you think and if you're going to give it a go and do go and follow Ellie because uh, she's got a great YouTube channel as well. So it'll give you lots of, you know, just see how they're getting on. And um, yeah, it might give you some inspiration for places to go on some hikes. So enjoy the episode. Hello, welcome to this episode of Canny Cross Conversations. Today, as we get ready for calming down a little with our sport in the summer months, we're chatting to Ellie about hiking she is currently doing a very long distance hike with her dog Otto we're very pleased to have you on the podcast today Ellie thank you for joining us would you like to tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself yes hi Uh, thank you so much thanks for having me it's a pleasure Um, I'm Ellie I'm in my 30s I'm from (laughs) Germany and I'm currently hiking across the UK so from north to south and is it, are you doing John O'Groats to Land's End? Is that your? Um, actually, I, um, I'm, I'm going a bit further than that. I started in Dunnet Head, which is like the really northernmost point of mainland Britain. And I'm going to go to Lizard Point, which is the um, southernmost point. So a bit further than John O'Groats to Land's End. So it's a lot of miles. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it depends on the route that you're taking. It's not a fixed route, no. um, but I'm linking different um, long distance trails. So for us, I think it's going to be somewhere around 1600 miles in total, I think. Wow. 
Wow. And are you going to, sorry, sorry, I'm just on it now, but are you going to go mainly down one side of the country or are you going to go down the middle or a bit of both? Um, actually, I'm following, like, basically right in the middle since I'm doing um, the Pennine Way, which is like a really big part and it yeah goes like yeah. almost in the middle. So, but then again, I'm, um, oh, I'm also doing like a coastal path and yeah, just everything that um, that I think it's interesting or that's an established um, long distance trail. Um, yeah, wow! Yeah, you need to do the coastal path because the British coastal is just amazing. I think yes. Actually, yeah. we we uh, hiked the Southwest Coast Path last year, or uh, Otto and I did, and we loved it. And I can't wait to to go back down there and do it again in the summer. Yeah. Now, oh, good. Well, I might see you down there. I might see you on the path. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about Otto then. How old is he? What kind of dog is he? Um, he's six years old. He's a rescue. I adopted him from a... Um, shelter in Croatia. He um, he was a stray dog, and back then, a few years back, they still like um, kept collecting the dogs on the streets and um, yeah, put them in shelters. And I adopted him about two and a half two and a half years ago, and he's never lived with anyone before. So he basically spent all of his life from. Um, the time he was a puppy in the shelter, oh. he's never, he knew nothing. He couldn't like even walk through the door or over the doorstep and he wasn't used to cars. He, the shelter actually told me that, yeah, he, you can't go on longer walks with him than 10 to 15 minutes um, <laughs> he, because he was just not used to that. He spent like his over half of his life um, in a cage locked up basically. Oh. So you had to build him up, it build his stamina and his confidence. His confidence, yeah. A, a bit, yes, but it turned out that as if he would like want to make up for all that he's missed, he had a lot of energy, like right from the start. He was so interested in going out, exploring. He's not a dog that particularly likes, likes to play with other dogs, but he's just like more to himself he likes exploring sniffing the area so yeah just hiking became our thing and something we both enjoyed and that he enjoyed very much and it was apparent from the start that he really wanted to go and explore and wasn't very comfortable to be indoor all day or just in the backyard so yeah oh bless him and how and what was his um, obedience, I suppose, like? Uh, did you have to do a lot of training with him? Yes, yes. In the beginning, yes. But um, he is, I think he was a very fast learner. I mean, he's, he was my first own dog. But um, yeah, it, it wasn't too hard um, to yeah teach him the, the basic things that I I need for our um, yeah daily life. It's not that we're doing a lot of trick things or anything like that, no. but just the basic things that you need when you're, especially when you're out hiking. Yeah. So do, do you need to keep him on a lead or is he good off lead? Um, he's a very good off lead. That's uh, something that I worked on right from the beginning um, to have, um, I wanted him to have a, solid recall because if you're not doing we're not in a rush we're not 
aiming for a specific time or mileage every day. So I think it's more for him if we're going like several weeks um, or months even, it's it has to be like sustainable for him as well. I want him to enjoy this and I can't, and that, for him that means that um, he needs to, or he wants to explore the area sniffing around. But <laughs> if I'm also uh, hiking, I don't want to stop every two meters. Yeah. So it's really important for me that he's, um, he's good off lead because then it's just balances out our different speeds. Um, usually he goes ahead, but then he stops and he really like, sometimes he stands there just sniffing around for one or two minutes and I overtake him. I carry on. He follows me. He goes ahead. So that's just perfect for us. And otherwise I think it would be a bit hard um, because I don't want to stop like every two meters. I also need to be in a rhythm to, yeah. to able to hike so he's um off lead everywhere where it's like safe to do so so not around livestock obviously and when we're walking around uh, along a road but ev everywhere else he's he's off the lead yeah so sorry we missed out what sort of dog what sort of dog i know he's a rescue dog but yeah mix is he do you know um, he's probably like with the shape of it, there must be um, some Dachshund in him. And from the from his appearance and our veterinary uh, veterinarian thinks that the the rest of might be um, Jack Russell Terrier, something like that. So he's quite small. Yeah, quite small. Dog. Yes, yes. Um. <laughs> he's only about nine kilograms. So and he has fairly short legs um not not that short not as short as a dachshund a bit higher but yeah he's he's a small dog oh oh so he's doing really well to be doing all this walking then isn't he yes yes yeah. so just tell us a little bit about how you got started hiking was that something you started with otto or were you already doing lots of hiking on your own um, I mean, I think it, it was never too far away. Like my, it was my parents, um, favorite thing to do when we are, were on vacation, hiking and also camping, like mainly car camping, but it was their favorite thing to do. But then as you get older, you get bored and <laughs> you lose, I lost interest a bit and I, yeah, just started going to the gym, um, also, yeah, started running a bit, but then with COVID, yeah, everything changed. You couldn't go to the gym anymore. And I don't know how exactly, but I, yeah, you spend a lot of time at home on YouTube and I just discovered hiking vlogs and backpacking and I thought, ah, oh, this is cool. And back then, like three years ago, it was the only thing you could do, like yeah. go, go out and hike. And I really, um, I just started because of, because I was desperate and I wanted to do something. I still want to spend like summer vacation in 2020 somewhere. So I just thought, okay, I might um, try hiking. And I never thought I would love it that much. That was even before I adopted Otto. Um, yeah. So, and once, once he, uh, once I adopted him, obviously that you, you're going to spend a lot more time outdoors, outside and just kept yeah just kept growing like my love of being outside and hiking and yeah have you got a favorite hike then that you do you and Otto do or um 
I think it's I think it's very hard to, for me to to pick something. Um, but the coast path that we hiked last year in uh, one go over the summer, it was really special. Um, not just because of the scenery, which was yeah. incredible, but yeah. also it, it it changed my outlook on life quite a bit and. Um, yeah, I realized that I wanted or needed to quit my job that I I wasn't happy in for quite some time. And yeah, that's maybe that's my favorite hike because it's it's changed so much for me. It wasn't just about the hike, but about everything I learned about myself, about how I wanted to live. And yeah, but being... Yeah. But that being said, like hiking in Scotland, I've we've been hiking for seven weeks. It's also incredibly, in, incredibly beautiful. And yeah, in general, I really like hiking in the UK, which is I, I always keep coming back. Um, yeah, but it's it's really a, a great place for for hiking. And yeah, it, it's very true what you say. I mean, I'm doing the Southwest Coast Park with with my dog, um, but with a friend and her dog. And it is just nice to have that time. And they're long days and you can be away yes. from people, can't you? I and mean, we've done it. Yeah. We haven't done it in the middle of the sort of summer yet. But yeah. it's been really nice just having that time and not seeing anyone. And just, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's good. Um, so I'm just interested now uh, just about, so what, what are you doing for a job now? Is that you just taking time out or...? Yes, that's part of the of the hike to try and figure that out. Um, <laughs> I've always had um, or I've had a uh, like a sort of side creative side hustle. Like I'm doing um, art and calligraphy and I'm doing that like half half of my time. I or I was doing that. Um, uh, how do you say that? Um, it wasn't my full-time job, but I did it on the side. And yeah, I think I might go into that and just try got, try that. Or got yeah, plenty, plenty of time to figure it out on your yes. uh, walk down yes. south. <laughs> yes, yeah, I think that's that's part of the thing for me. I, I knew that I I wasn't. It wasn't for me just sitting in front of a computer all day every day. It yeah, it, it, that's that's not not a good fit for me. So I'm. I'm trying to figure out something where I can, um, yeah, bring in my creative side, my love for art, for, yeah, and everything nature, outdoors. So, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so how long, so you're currently hiking from the north of the UK to the south. So how long will that take you, roughly, do you think? Um, I think I'm... So I'm not in a rush, so I'm also doing like little side trips. I'm uh, we are gonna do some day hiking once we're down in Wales. Um, so we're not choosing the shortest route possible, and I think it's gonna take us maybe till the end of August, so three more months. Yeah, approximately. Yeah, so you're really making the most of it then. That's yes. Nice to hear. Yeah. Yes. 
Well, hopefully the weather will get better. It's very cold where I am at the moment, it but is. I think it's yeah. mostly up here. Yeah, great. <laughs> no, it was it was so hot, like almost too hot this past past week here in Scotland. I even got sunburned like every day. It was really almost too hot if you are with a backpack and no clouds whatsoever for days. Yeah, it's almost, <laughs> almost too hot already. Don't come over to the east side. So we're recording this at the beginning of June when, yeah, I think half the country is quite hot and half the country is really yeah, cold. Yeah. But uh, anyway, anyway, <laughs> how it goes. So, what are you? Are you camping then overnight? Is that what you're doing most of? Yes, you're in a hotel yes. at the moment, aren't you? Yes, yes. Um, from time to time, I book a hotel if there's. Um, still something available and not too expensive but most of the time I'm yeah in my tent. So how do you cope with that so you're doing long distance and do you have do you go for sort of a week without going into a hotel or is it and, and you, you must be well in Scotland you can wild camp can't you? Yes yeah that's it's very easy here so I've um, yeah I've wild camped um, most of the time because like um, in the north, it's really remote, so you don't even get somewhere like every day where you even would have the possibility to go to a hotel. Um, yeah, but then again, on once I'm in England, on the bigger trails like the Pennine Way, there's a lot of campsites there as well. So I yeah, might do that. So, so I'm interested. I you know I know what it's like to backpack, but you've got your dog with you. So yeah. how are you coping with? all of his stuff as well yeah um since he's so small i mean there are i there are dog backpacks that where the dog can also carry some some of the stuff but you're not i think you're not supposed to go over like 10 percent of the weight of the dog so in Otto's case, that would just be like 900 grams. And that's inclu that includes the backpack. So for me, that's that's not worth it. And I just <laughs> carry his stuff. But yeah, it, it actually um, involves carrying quite a bit more of, of stuff. Like not just like uh, for him, some sort of like a pad to sleep on so that he doesn't get cold. Like when we started out, it was still freezing in Scotland over um, during the night. So he obviously has a small like sleeping pad and then uh, a fleece jumper for him to stay warm in the night. Just these things or I have to I for example carry also a little towel for him because if you're staying if it rains all day and you're staying in the tent with a dog you need a, a towel just to try to try him a bit um, and it's quite smelly as well <laughs> it, it's okay it's it's not too bad but then again as a dog owner you probably just get used to the, <laughs> yeah. to the smell of your own dog <laughs> So, so how was Otto the first time he camped then? How how did he cope with the tent? He really likes it. As soon as the tent goes up, he just goes in there and he knows, okay, the day's over. I'm just going to relax there. And he he likes it a lot. And it's like, a, like his yeah, safe space. And yeah, he can really um, relax in there. And it's it's great, yeah. Oh, it sounds perfect, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so we we run with our dogs, and you could run with Otto by the sound of it. We've got some good terriers that uh, like running, um, but we can't cross them. We're attached, 
So, um, but you mentioned your walk, um, Otto, off lead. Do you, what sort of lead do you use when you're on? Do you use a harness? Do you use um, just a yes. slip lead? Yes, he has a harness and I have one of these bungee leashes. Yeah. Um, it's about, I think, two meters. So it's not too, he's not too far away because I only, since I or, um, only have him on the lead when it's, like a bit more dangerous so i don't want like a five meter lead so i have a short one but one that that extends a little bit if we're going um downhill and it's so he has a bit of he doesn't run into it and it's like really pulled back really hard so i have one of the spongy and do you, do you do you hold that or do you have that around your do you have a waist belt or anything yes i have i have uh, usually a clip that i have like a carabiner um in my like the the waist belt from my backpack and i attach it there to have the hands free yeah and we'll have to introduce you to the proper canny cross equipment canny hiking <laughs> or canny trekking it's called isn't it canny trekking yeah yeah um, yeah, that's how I do pickle on the Southwest Coast Path. I, I use our tiny cross kit, so I literally have it's free. And she helps me up the helps me up the mountains or the hills. <laughs> ah, that's cool. Awesome. It's a lot bigger than Otto, though. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure how Otto would feel about that. <laughs> very true. Very true. So, this is there anything else that you need that you take? So, you've got water, food, bedding. Um, <laughs> A lot yes, to carry, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. Yeah, it's it's a bit like if you're hiking with a dog, you have yeah. to um, either or. And I don't want him to carry something, so I. That means for me that I have to down because I'm not. I also can't carry like thirty kilograms worth of stuff, so it it meant like downsizing for me as well. So I'm um, trying to go as lightweight as possible on everything else just so that I have the capacity of carrying more water um, food for him for a couple of days because you don't you, you like with food for for myself it's al always possible to get something like in a pub or but for dog food you 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 need to carry it for at least a few days worth of food and um Otto, because of some malnutrition issues when he was in the shelter, he's a bit food sensitive. So I even carry a bit more of the food that he's used to because he's, yeah, I don't want to change that too much. It's already a lot of physical exercise for him. And which means, but then, yeah, it, it means a lot of planning ahead. I'm sending, if you order like these two or five kilogram bags of uh, dog food I can't carry all that at once so I'm sending it ahead to the next post office or campsite um yeah just it, it means a, a lot of or not a lot but quite some some planning because I'm yeah I still want him to be as comfortable as possible yeah but other than that um special things apart from yeah food water um, his sleep stuff, um, then obviously like a bowl, um, then I yeah. carry a small okay. towel for him yeah. and then just some medical stuff, but we're sharing that between us. So like <laughs> yeah. some, some gauze, like elastic wrap, we didn't need it so far, but we could use, we could both yeah. use it, a tick remover, um, some um, iodine cream yeah. things. 
Do you um do you feed him during the day? I mean, do you give him treats during the day to get? We've had a which podcast was it, Michelle? When we talked about this, we were talking with the dog nutritionist, weren't we, about when to feed? Sorry, that's yeah, my barking now. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more of um uh, because they're doing long uh hikes or runs because they do canny cross ultras now, don't they? Whether they whether you have to feed him, like, so give him nutritious treats during the day for energy. But do you find you do that? Um, I I'm doing that, um, but yeah, just something on the side. I um, only feed him like in the morning before we set off, like um, some time before we set off, and once we are stopped in the evening. But yeah, he gets like a lot of treats, and also like if if I'm low on dog food or something, we always we also like share. A banana or something like that just to give him something extra something that's a bit special and yeah I'm or a bit of cheese or <laughs> you certainly uh certainly not suffering anyways <laughs> no <laughs> it sounds like the perfect life for a dog actually like he must thank his lucky stars every day to you know to yeah, the I'm, shelter I'm, and to suddenly have you on these big walks yeah, I, I mean, I think it's kind of natural for a dog to like walk around. He's not like over exercising himself. We just we don't do crazy long days. So I think it's it's like a natural thing to to walk around, to explore new areas instead of like yeah, instead of him sitting behind behind my desk chair and just staring at me to wait until I'm done working on a computer to go outside and I think he it's really great for him too that we get to spend all this time together being together 24 7 and enjoying this together I uh I'm feeling very guilty about my own dog now (laughs) (laughs) our dogs have it good as well (laughs) no they do they do they do they do so how many miles are you covering in a day roughly how long are you out for um we walking, um, we started a bit, we always start at the beginning of a big hike with a bit um, lower mileage, but um, right now we're doing between 15 and 18 miles, something like that. And it, depending on the uh, terrain, it's either yes. quite a long day. Well, it's still quite, a, it's still quite a long time to do. Yes, yes. But but that's something that if it's but yeah if, if it's really sunny for example then it's obviously he has a um, black coat so it's it's much harder for him if it's really sunny if it's um, a bit cloudy then it's a different thing same if it's like flat or really hilly so I always have to adjust obviously but um, yeah I've, I think like fifteen to seventeen eighteen miles is what works for us. Um, if, I mean, what um, what I think about or what the, for me, what the main thing or what it all comes down to is, I think it's, if you see um, long or, yeah, mainly longer hikes with dogs on Instagram or something, it looks very shiny. But I think the reality for me is that um, if you're taking your dog with you, you have at to a certain degree you have to hike your dog's hike and that means it's it's it it sounds a bit harsh if you say it that way but um yeah he he didn't choose to to come on this adventure i did it was my thing to do it and i've um i feel like it's my responsibility to 
um, to make this as comfortable for him as possible. And that means like adapting, changing your plans. Um, yeah, for example, I meet a lot of other hikers, but they do longer distances and I would love to hike with them for a few days, but I, I can't do that if I'm taking auto. So that means, um, yeah, it's not just, it's, it's great and it's, it, it really strengthens your bond with the dog. Yeah. And, and I love it. It's, it's great to have a companion by your side all the time, but it also means like, and I think sometimes it, it's not shown that way that you have to make sacrifice if it's really hot, it's harder for him. You can't go in all the places that you could otherwise. Not yeah. all hotels take dogs, same with cafes. You can't take them everywhere and just these little things. Or you might, for example, I was just in Edinburgh a few days ago and usually you would go to the like nearest Tesco or other supermarket but then again, if it's on the main street, I'm, I didn't feel comfortable just to have him sit outside or attach him outside um, in the middle of the street where there's a lot of cars and everyone's so, yeah. so yeah. You're, you're, you're ending up choosing a Tesco that's like one mile out of town and go there. It's just these little things that you have to think about that would, would be different if it's if you were on your own. And yeah. I think that's something to remember that um, to, a certain to a certain degree, you're hiking your dog's hike. Yeah. But he, I suppose at times you can pick him up and carry him, couldn't you? I know you yes. don't want to carry anymore, but there's certain times you can. But yes. do you think mainly is the UK quite good for allowing dogs in places? I know it is yeah. on the coastal. Yes, yeah. yes, it's incredible. Like we've hiked... I, might, I mean, if I com uh, compare that to Germany or to France and to other places where I've hiked, um, it's incredible. It's one of one of the main reasons why I keep coming back because it's incredibly easy to take a dog on a train, on buses, and yeah, even hotels and everything. It's the UK is incredibly dog friendly from my perspective. That's that's really good to hear, isn't it? I know. That's nice to hear. I was going to ask what brought you to the UK, actually, but that kind of answers my yes. question, I think. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, and the lovely people and the, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, that, I mean, it's fascinating. And, and um, I'm sure people will be listening to this when they're actually walking their dogs and maybe go an extra mile or two. You never know. <laughs> but... Uh, but, <laughs> Elle, have you got anything else that you'd like to ask? Or? Um, I was just going to ask, where can our um, listeners find, can they follow your hiking adventure anywhere on social media? Are you on Instagram or Facebook? Or yes, uh, I'm on Instagram and uh, on Facebook as well, but it's the same post. But I'm also doing, uh, that's one of my things that I'm just exploring and trying. Um, I'm doing YouTube videos from our hike and I'm editing like while I'm on the trails, so they're fairly um, up to date. <laughs> Brilliant. So what what are, what are you on Instagram? And yeah, I uh, can see Otto to um, um, Ellie dot hikes. Yep. Brilliant. We'll we'll put it all in the show notes anyway. Um, yeah. and uh, your YouTube as well so we'll definitely do that um, but go and have a look because I think that would be great yeah. 
Oh, yeah. So where are you heading to next? Have you got a few days off now? Are you having a bit of a rest? Um, and now I'm uh, having two more days to get to Kirkjathorn, which is the start of the Pennine Way, right on the border to England. And I'm going to have um, some rest there before starting the Pennine Way then. Oh, lovely. I oh, will enjoy the beautiful Pennines. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Uh, and we'll look forward to following your adventures then on social media. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time, Ellie. Really appreciate it. And Otto. (laughs) Thanks so much for having us. It's our pleasure. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. And if you get a moment, please leave us a review. We'll see you next time on Canny Cross Conversations. Thank you to our sponsor, Get Stronger, Run Faster 5K. Find out more about the course at the link in the show notes. It's great for canny crossers and runners to improve their 5K time and keep up with the dogs. And it will really help you to enjoy running more and avoid injury.